Welcome back to Groupies. I'm Tom. And I'm Emir. <laughs> I'm Hannah. It's going to be another one of those This episodes. week we're bringing you a classic from Amir. Amir, do you want to give us a little intro about what your classic is? All right, so... Is it personal or is it general? This would fall under both. I agree. Yes. A Venn diagram has it in the middle. Yeah, if there was a Venn Agreed. diagram of half, uh, you know, yeah, it would be both. And this is a both one for me because I remember this album from when I was a child and also because a lot of people generally say this is an amazing album. So what is it, Amir? A lot of people, but not everybody. Uh, Here we go. But uh, (laughs) So this is the College Dropout, Kanye West's first album from when he was on, before Good Music, this was when it was just him on Rockefeller, living his life. As a producer turned artist. So let's start off with what I call before the winter. Because I named this like, you know, wintery stuff. Mm. I don't know why. Well, Cruel Winter. Ah, there it is. Is That That was what I was looking for. Yep. Before the winter. So Kanye West began. And also, I did not feel like deep diving on everything before he started this album. Because if you just listen to the last song in the album, he pretty much tells you everything that's happened to before he made the album. Anyway, so before the winter, Kanye West began his early production career in the mid 1990s, making beats primarily for like local artists. Eventually, developing a style that involves speeded up vocal samples from classic soul records, which you see a lot on this album. Like, and that's what I really like a lot about Kanye West is his samples of soul songs in particular and for a time he acted as a ghost producer a ghost producer for d dot which is a producer also which i did not know that was a thing that you can ghost produce for people until I did not know yeah that no which is kind of fooked a little bit if you think about it but due to his association with d dot kanye wasn't able to release a solo album so he formed and became a member and producer of the go-getters a late 90s chicago rap group Composed of him, GLC, Timmy G, Really Doe, and Aerostar. Terrible group. Uh, the group released their first and only studio album, World Record Holders, in 1999. World Record Holders of what? No, just, oh. oh. They just hold one. Yeah, they just okay. hold something. Maybe World Records of 99. They're okay. trying to speak it into existence. Yeah, okay. you know, but right. okay. West came... To achieve recognition is also credited with revitalizing Jay-Z's career with his contributions to the rap mogul's influential 2001 album, The Blueprint. The Blueprint has been named by Rolling Stone as the 252nd greatest album of all time and the critical and financial success of the album generated substantial interest in Kanye as a producer, serving as an in-house producer for Rockefeller Records, rest produced records for... Other artists from the label, including Beanie Siegel, Freeway, and Cameron. He also crafted hit songs for Lud- Ludacris, Alicia Keys, and <laughs> Janet Jackson. I don't know why. Ludacris. Why Ludacris? Every time I think about him, I think of him in Fast and the Furious now. Like, I don't even I see him. F- I don't know. He's one of those artists that I can't take seriously. Like, I yeah. hear the name Ludacris and I start laughing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I actually like Ludacris. 
I'm not saying I don't uh, what, like what's it. What's the album? Word of mouth. Yeah, that's a good one. He's a no. I'm not. He's a area codes. I just slaps. Think he's an amazing. He's a. I would never have thought you would listen to that song, but he's an amazing rapper. Like, do not get me wrong. It's just one funny name. To also, I associate him with like middle school dance music. Yes, like yeah. I think about. I went to a roller rink today, and it was all just ludicrous of, type middle school I think dance of him. music. What, did he have a verse on the Bieber song? Uh, yes. Baby. Yes, he I did. Heard. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, this is this when is why. When I was thirteen. Yeah, I had, I had my, my first, first love. Also, if I can interject about something you said a second ago about yeah. them, it being the two, what is it, two hundred fifty second best yeah. album. Uh, that's like might seem low, but like Rolling no, Stones, it's really good. Well, Rolling Stones uh, top albums are also like heavily weighted towards like '60s music in yeah. general. So like, it's I mean it's obviously biased yeah. a little bit. So it's a, a new album being relatively high or newer album. Yeah, and something else because they're old. But although he had attained success as a producer, Kanye wanted to be a rapper, and he had struggled to attain a record deal. Rapper. <laughs> Record companies ignored him because he did not portray okay? the gangster, the gangster <laughs> sounded, image. Sounded it. like an alien was trying to come up. You know, you know, I'm just, I'm getting through it. Not to call you out. Yeah, hey, fuck me. But uh, <laughs> the gangster image prominent in mainstream hip hop at the time. So at that moment in hip hop, it was like heavy, like I'm selling drugs and I'm shooting people, yeah. which isn't true because if that was true, you would be in jail. So you're not living raps, but that's or spending all your time trying to make sure you don't get sent to jail. Yes, but hey, rap is you know histories, well, like lies. But uh, after a series of meetings with Capitol Records, West was ultimately denied an artist deal, according to Capitol Records A&R George Weinberger. He was approached, which sounds like a face name. I mean, a fake name. He was a... <laughs> God damn it. I am literally... It's been a it's long okay. day. It's and all right. I've, You're fine. I've done a lot of stuff today. I have a face name myself. Just yep. keep going. Yeah, you do. Uh, he was approached by West and almost signed a deal with him. But another person in the ca- company convinced Capitol President not to. <laughs> all right. I'm not going to mess up again. <laughs> That's not helping. Desperate to keep West from defecting to another label, then label <laughs> Damon Dash reluctantly signed West to Rockefeller Records. Reluctantly? Yes. He did not want him on this label because he thought he was just a good producer. You couldn't have him on a label as a label producer, right? Yeah. as a, He was already there as a producer, though. He wanted to oh, sign as a rapper, too. I gotcha. and he was like, okay. I am not letting you rap because I think you are going to be garbage. And he had never heard any of his raps. Wait, didn't they say that they showed him Jesus Walks and they were like, ah. He showed another label Jesus Walks. Gotcha. And then they were mm. like, mm-mm, no. That ain't it, Chief. That is not it. I feel like that's a, I mean, to jump ahead, I feel like that's a good song to like show someone after you've already shown them, Kanye, because it's not very yeah. indicative of what his music is. I don't is. know how I... It's a good song, but it's not indicative it's of what not, his music yeah. is. Yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, no. It would not fit him today. It I, yeah, it might song. be a little indicative of his old music. Yeah, and it was a wild song for even in 2004. Mm-hmm. People, he had to have three music videos for that, which I'll get into later on. But uh, so, okay, Rockefeller was initially reluctant to support Wes as a rapper, claiming that many saw him as a producer first and foremost, and that his background contrasted with that 
of his label mates. So he was on the label of like Cameron and like Benny Siegel. And those are like guys who are like drugs or like, I'm going to kill you. And Cameron's more like a style, like I'm a styling, you know, motherfucker. But uh, West Breakthrough came a year later on October 23rd, 2002. When while driving home from a California recording studio after working late, he fell asleep at the wheel and was involved in a near fatal car crash. The crash left him with a shattered jaw, which had to be wired shut in reconstruction surgery. The accident inspired rest. Two weeks after being admitted to a hospital, he recorded a song at the record plant with his jaw still wired. Through the wire. Yeah, through the wire. Through the wire. God damn it. Through the wire. Through the wire. Through the wire. I'm fucking exhausted. All right. That song. Express West experience after the accident and helped lay the foundation for his debut album. As according to West, all the better artists have expressed what they were going through. Mm. West added that the album was my medicine as working on the record distracted him from the pain. The one where he, the the song about him getting into a car crash, which I'm going to refer to it as now, instead of saying the name through the car crash, was first available on West's Get Well Soon mixtape, which was re- released December 2002. At the same time, West announced that he was working on an album called The College Dropout, whose overall theme was to make your own decisions. Don't let society tell you this is what you have to do. Which, as a college student, you listen to it now, it's a little rough at points because you're like, well, damn. Makes you kind of question, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. Your shit. I I didn't really need Kanye West for that. I mean, but like <laughs> when you're sitting down and you're listening, you're personally, like, I feel like the song that made me do it was the one where he's talking about like inheriting his dad's degrees. Yes, the uh, little like, Jimmy skit. I was like, oh, all right, that was rough. That's interesting. That hurt me. I'm gonna be honest with you, that shit hurt. But uh, so I call this part. Well, before I get into the winter begins, mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask. Where were you guys? What was your first contact with this album? Are you asking me first? Yeah. Um, last year, uh, when we did the Kanye West March Madness bracket. Hmm. I don't recall doing that. Yes, well, you do. No. I don't remember. That different. was like our longest episode. No. I never did an episode. That was a different show. I was not on that. That was show. Amir with an A. Yes, that was not oh me. God, I'm um, so so done with and me. so I listened to the songs that are off this album. You mean the, the show about no tables. <laughs> I remember that. I show. listened to the songs that were featured in that bracket mm-hmm. off this album. Yes. yes, but specifically those ones. I didn't listen to the full album until this week. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, okay, I can recall doing an episode about that on our show, No Tables. Yeah. Well, we yeah. just we don't have tables at all. Yes, we There's just some piece to didn't all work. The it was tables. hard to record. Um, to I first heard this album in its entirety last year when we did that as well. My story is very similar to Tommy. The only difference is that when we did the Kanye West March Madness bracket, I realized, oh hey, wait up! I actually really dig this. And so instead of listening to it all recently. I listened to it all last year because we did an episode on him and then I was like, I like Kanye a lot more than I thought I liked Kanye. And so I've been listening to Kanye for the past like year. 
that's where I'm at with that. And I specifically like albums like this. Like there are like albums uh, much later in his career that if we covered right now, I'd be listening to for the first time because when I try to listen to new Kanye, I struggle a lot. But his first three or four albums, I enjoy a lot and I've been listening to them for like a year now, I guess. What What about you? Um. So I already knew of Jesus Walks before. Mm-hmm. I would say like, I basically discovered the rest of Kanye's stuff when I got Spotify in like 2013 ah. or something like that. But before that, I only knew like Jesus Walks. And I don't know if he's listening to this, but if you're listening to this, Mr. Randy Scott, my former professor or teacher in high school. Randall? Uh, he is, uh, he's my favorite person from high school that, you know, he was one of my mentors and uh, he's huge in the 90s boom bap rap and then like mm-hmm. early Kanye. He's into no ton of stuff in mm-hmm. music, but yeah. uh, he was the one that was like, you need to listen to the college dropout. You need to listen to like. Tribe Called Quest. Ah. And, I mean, and, and now, like, looking back at this, th- this kind of stuff is a little more, I wouldn't say mainstream, but it's, like, well-known 90s, yeah. early thousands rap. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's what got me into it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, shout out, to, t- shout out to Randy. I don't know if you're listening to this, but if you are, love you, man. Love you, fool. Okay. <laughs> Randall. Crazy bastard. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but as for me, I first listened to this album... Uh, back around when it came out, I remember when Jesus Walks came out, and I remember Slow Jams when that one came out. Cause really? Back in like 03, 04? Mm-hmm. You remember yeah. like six? Yeah. Dang. You were in 97? Yes. Those were specifically Slow Jams I remember listening to or hearing a lot. And Through the Wire, mm-hmm. I also remember hearing a lot. Because I remember when I had, I didn't have a, okay, we had a cheap-ass computer by then. But when I actually did get, like, an actual decent desktop, I spent a lot of time watching just videos or just trying to see anything I can about Through the Wire, which led me to the, like... Did, did Through the Wire get radio play, too? A yeah. little bit, yeah. Okay. It was mostly the music video okay. is what I seen the most. Because I used to, like, every now and then, like, especially in, like, my household, like... We would just turn on like, uh, not MTV jams. Was it VH1 jams? Whatever that channel yeah, I know was. You, I think I know. What you're yeah, yeah. You just throw on. It was like there's three channels that play specific. Just like straight music video. Wow. I think it might have been. I think it might have been VH1. <laughs> yeah. No. I remember watching the VH, VH1 channel when I was growing up. I too, can't be so. on this podcast of all men. I really can't do it anymore. <laughs> Is that funny to you? It's really that funny. No. Like you gotta take like thirty. Okay, let's take a break. <laughs> let's not. take a break no, it's now. Not. It's I, not. I remember VH with the VH1 channel. I'll try to read. Re- Grant's crying. Get He's back. crying. I'll try to get it back on track. Your eyes are red. No, the, red. the VH1 channel. I remember listening to the VH1 channel, but I definitely wasn't listening to uh, watching Kanye videos. Oh yeah, I was like, I remember about. watching like, like TV. They would. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You interrupted me to, to interrupt yourself. Yes. Listen, I remember growing up watching like Pink, though. Definitely yeah. not like Kanye. Yeah. Like there was like MTV jams and stuff like that. I would watch I remember those, yeah. music videos all day. And Through the Wire was one of the, <laughs> Through the Wire was one of the main music videos that it played all the time, which was really <laughs> cool. And I really enjoyed it. And I also really loved the samples, which made me realize when I was a kid that I really like music's. I really like music. I heavily samples old music, mm-hmm. which leads into like what I like today because I like I tend to lean towards like the slower songs that like sample. Samples. Yeah, that sample like really like old like 
like Otis Redding songs or like Shaka yes. Khan songs, like stuff like that. Because I think it's cool. Kanye is a king of samples. So I'll give him that. Yeah, I think it's cool to see what specifically Kanye West. I think or, Daft Punk is a king of samples. Fuck you and Daft Punk. But uh, as I was saying, Oof. I'm sorry. No offense. I love Daft Punk. But uh, no, uh, it's. I think it's cool to see what a producer can do with like a very old sound that's already been established and like add like how they can innovate it or add their own little spin to it. To either make it better or just to make it its own thing. I think that's really cool. And Kanye West was really good at doing that. So wait, so about what year did you? How old were you when you? Uh, Grant, when you um, it's like sixteen, seventeen. Okay, yeah. I was gonna. Say, I was just kind of curious what the different perspective were across the table, considering that like I'm a much newer fan, and mm-hmm. then Amir's been around OG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, and also like heavily Jay Z uh, household, so. That too, How and he was like the. Was he technically like the protege, or not really? It wasn't Dame, like that. Well, it was more of, of Dame Dash. Well, I don't know. I guess I don't know. <clears throat> All right, so Dame Dash. Oh, Jesus! I never thought I was gonna have to fucking deep dive into Rockefeller <laughs> Records. So Rockefeller Records started off as a label that was owned by Jay Z and Dame Dash. Okay. Dame Dash is the one who was the business behind it, and he was. The original, like, he got Jay-Z out there. Okay. And he was, like, Jay-Z's also his hype man. And they, like, did everything together. Like, they kind of pushed it and everything. So they decided to start a label. And when they started a label, this is just, like, the spark nose version of this. This is a, a lot longer story. At some point, I mean, they started bringing in a bunch of, like, artists and stuff, like a camera and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And they had a huge label at a point. And that, it was Rock... Sorry, was Rockefeller, like, under... Uh, a higher record label, or is I this think, their own thing? I think bef- this is before it got under Def Jam. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's right. Def Jam. So we're getting under yeah. Def Jam. And then at some point, Jay-Z and Dame Dash, like, have a falling out, and then the label starts to, you can start to notice it start to kind of break apart. This, like, really solid, like, foundation it has. And then Dame Dash is the one who brought Kanye West in originally okay. as, like, a person to be on the label as as originally as a producer because he also had a producer named uh, Jess Blaze who's also oh a giant. yeah I know yeah. Jess Blaze yeah. so then when the thing happened with Jay Z and Dame Dash they separated and somehow Jay Z got to keep the name and he transitioned to Rock Nation right yep yeah and well this is before he made the transition okay. he just it was still Rockefeller okay and but Jay Z separated from. Because it was like a lot of thing, like, you know, Dame Dash was like a, he was said, he's not even said to me, he's like a real hothead, like, he got into it with the Weinstein brothers, and this is back oh. when you did not fuck with the Weinsteins, like, now you can be like, fuck you, Weinsteins, but in like the 90s, the Weinsteins like ran everything, mm-hmm. so, like, a lot of shit happened with that, and then when they separated Kanye West, instead of going with Dame, he went with uh, Jay Z, okay, and then the rest know, is history. The rest is history, okay. and now you know Jay Z then summer. became president of Def Jam for a little bit. Oh, and yeah, yeah, he was president of Def Jam hmm. for a little bit. It was a weird time in Def Jam, but yeah. So now let's get into what I call the winter beginning. So this is gonna be, you know, just a little before I get into like the tracks of the album. So. Following the success producing for numerous contemporaries, including Talib Kweli, 
uh, Beanie Siegel, and most notably Jay-Z, Kanye released his debut album, The College Dropout, in 2004. It features string arrangements, choirs, and his signature soul sampling. Frequently branded as chipmunk-esque for its spread, sped up and high-pitched nature. He explained the title, The College Dropout, in an interview with uh, MTV. He said, the name of my album is The College Dropout. Kanye said of his debut, all that... All that saying is make your own decisions. Don't let society don't let society tell you this is what you have to do. Society told me, man, don't move from Chicago. People told me to stay in school. This music is this. This music is that. I listen to John Mayer. Wait, is that what he said? Yes. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. It is. <laughs> Oh, that just brought me so much life. In his song, No Such Thing is exactly what my philosophy is about, but in different words. Wow. Flabbergasted. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I knew they like knew each other. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, wow. yeah, John Mayer. I, I wasn't expecting yeah. that. He literally uses them on his next album. I knew that. I didn't yeah. know they had this whole thing. Well, I kind of figured he knew a lot of people because he also uses what is that one guy from who Kanye like, or John? Kanye from he for the coming home is that John Mayer on that song? What do you think about me now? I think that's John Mayer. Is that the guy from it's on graduation. Either him or the guy from Lincoln Park. But yeah, no. Yeah. His, Chris Martin? Yeah. So he uses him too so I figured like that's that's from Coldplay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Chris Martin's from Coldplay. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yes. But yeah, you're right. yeah. So no such thing is exactly his philosophy. Huh. I would have yeah. never guessed. I've never That's heard great. that song. So me either. Always keeping me on my toes. Yeah. Anyways. So Kanye initially attended the American Academy of Art in Chicago and then transferred to Chicago State University, who we just beat yesterday. Yeah. CMU mm-hmm. crushed him. Yeah. Fuck them. Uh. We're- <laughs> Or just fire up chips. Yeah, no, fire up Chicago State because they're solid. They're a good team and a great school, even better school. But he transferred to Chicago State University where his mother was a professor. He dropped out of Chicago State at the age of 20 as he had already had a production deal on the table from Columbia. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And this is. So he was the college dropout after all. Yep. He drops out. He says, Mom, I know you're a professor here, but I'm gone. I wonder how that first conversation went. That had to be a went. terrible conversation. Because if, like, my mom's already professing, already... And he talked about that later on, like, and things he said about the album, because it's called The College Dropout, but your mom is a college professor. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, Such a at a university dynamic. at that, like, it's like, well, fuck off, son. But, yeah. He talks about in Hey Mama how she still supports him anyway, though, yep. in the end. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he'll go back. You think he'll go back? In 2018, when he's 80 or some shit, mm. go back. He's probably gotten already like an honorary degree or something from some conservative college. But uh, what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna stand gonna about leave that. that leave that there. Yeah, leave that there. But okay, that leads into the cold winter, as I called it. Okay, the college dropout was recorded at the record plant in Los Angeles, California, but the production featured on. The record took place elsewhere over the course of several years. Mm-hmm. According to John Monopoly, Kanye West's friend, manager, and business partner, the album didn't have a particular start date. He's been gathering beats for years. He was always producing with the intention of being a rapper. There's beats on the album he's been literally saving for himself for years. At one point, 
Wes hovered between making a portion of the production in a studio and the majority within his own apartment in Newark, New Jersey. Because it was a two-bedroom apartment. When did he get to Newark? Oh, because that's where Rockefeller was. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it was a two-bedroom apartment, Wes was able to set up a home studio in one of the rooms and his bedroom in the other. Mm. Mm, Sounds like us. Uh, Wes brought with him to the studio a Louis Vuitton backpack filled with old discs and Mm -hmm. demos to the studio, produced tracks in less than 15 minutes at a time. He recorded the remainder of the album in Los Angeles while recovering from the car accident. Once he had completed the album, it was leaks. It was me. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, it was leaked months before its release date. However, West decided to use the opportunity mm. to review the album, and the college dropout was significantly. We're talking about online leaks. Yeah. So even back then, they were leaking. And good old three, old four. They were leaking. I mean, that was the age of LimeWare and Napster. And all yeah, that, that was so. back when I used sense. to get leak heavy back then. Lil Wayne's whole Carter three got leaked before, it came. literally like a day before it dropped or a week before, and he had to redo it. Mm-mm. But uh. Yeah, uh, he significantly remixed, remastered, and revised before being released. As a result, certain tracks originally destined for the album were retracted. Among them, Keep the Receipt with Old Dirty Bastard and The Good, The Bad, and Ugly with Consequence. West refined the production, adding string arrangements, gospel choirs, improved drum programming, and new verses. Do you know what uh, programs he uses? No. No? It doesn't really say. I can probably find out. I'm so interested because, like, whenever I think of Kanye, I forget that, like, he's a dude that meticulously sits behind a a, a workstation yeah. and, like, punches on a laptop. And then looks for samples all day. Yeah. Oh. Like, I just want to see his workflow. I feel like it'd be so interesting. If you, uh, if you've heard, because they had people like Pusher T and stuff talk about what he did for the newest album, yay. They said when he when they went to Wyoming, he just literally just had a whole bunch of discs, and he was just going through them, saying this would sound good with something doing over it, and like yeah, it's like a savant with that. Yeah, he would just yeah. grab like old songs and then like jump over them. But yeah, this is just gonna talk about School Spirit. The song I'm gonna talk about it more when I get to it. But the song School Spirit was censored for the album because Aretha Franklin would not approve the rapper to sample her music without censorship being promised. It was revealed by playing Pat that there were around three other versions of the song, but Wes disliked them. Pat said in reference to the Franklin sample, the song would have been so weak if he didn't get that sample cleared. In 2011, an uncensored version of the track was distributed online. Wow. So it took six years, seven years? Yeah. Wow. But Auntie Aretha was not playing that shit. She said, if you swear on this boy, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> and he believed her. And was he ripping off, was that a CD or is that like go back to vinyl? Shit. That's a good question. That probably was a CD. It might, because I'm thinking someone probably did put out a greatest hits CD. Yeah, so I'm just saying. But now, how did the album chart? The album peaked at number one on Billboard US Top R&B, <laughs> Hip Hop, and Albums. And U.S. rap albums, and then it was number two on Billboard 200. Hey. Okay, so I don't know who was number one at that time. Which fuck them. Must have been no. Britney Spears. It could have. Two thousand four. It could have been. been. It could have been. My first guess, yeah. Or Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Could have been. Could have also been. They were. They were fucking. At the height of their game. Yeah, at the height. Maybe in sync. You know, 
No, no, no. And he was definitely done by with Instinct by two thousand four. As soon as I said it. Yeah, but okay. So let's get into the track list. I'm ready. So, the intro. Mm. The vocals were done by D. Ray Davis, who was impersonating Bernie Mac as a school administrator. The character will later come back on late registrations to wake up Mr. West. So he uses this character. I don't know if he just couldn't get Bernie Mac. Wake up, Mr. West. Which is weird because Bernie Mac was alive. Yeah, but like Kanye was still not True, super but duper I feel famous. like Jay-Z was. Yeah, that's fair. And I feel like Bernie Mac's the type of person that would just, yeah. And he was, like, if he was also able to get an Aretha, uh, Auntie Aretha yeah. sample cleared. Yeah. He, he also a, has Jamie Foxx all over the Exactly. Thing. He could have got a Bernie Fox. A Bernie Fox. Fuck, Maybe it wasn't trying to be a Bernie. I was talking about. After all. Maybe it's just your mind playing tricks on you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how he was able to get all those other people, but not Bernie Mac. So, yeah. Well, J- Jamie Foxx makes sense because he wasn't musically gigantic. Yeah, mm. this is pre-Ray, so he hadn't done the movie Ray yet. But yeah, don't look at me like that, Tom. Uh, <laughs> How did I look at you? I'm not even gonna say that's off the show. <laughs> but uh, we have to have a conversation. Yeah, number this. two is we don't care. If, so this is if this is I call this part. I just took this this lyric. To show mm-hmm. this sums up the whole album. If this is your first time hearing this. You're about, <laughs> about to, to experience, experience something, something mad, so, so cold, man. Oh, I thought it was mad mm-hmm. cold. Nope. And we then, don't care is one of my all-time favorite Kanye West songs. I like it because he just has kids singing wild like stuff that are yep. like, not yep. wild to me. But he starts it off. He's like, "This is ones for the kids," <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, he's got like, the "Perfect song for yeah, the kids." Yeah, perfect song for the kids, and then yeah. it's just. All my people are drug dealing yes. to get by. But <laughs> and I'm like, okay, truth, Kanye. They do drug deal to get by. Mm-hmm. They, I, mean, I watched Atlanta. It's, I'm done Yes, with you. But it was, that is a thing. Yeah, people do do that to get by, especially when you have nothing else like support from no one or no one gives a fuck about you, basically. Mm-hmm. This is all you got. Yeah. But in response to a request to sing a song for the kids, Kanye gets the kids to sing a song to celebrate dealing drugs out of desperation. Yeah. And about, he has this one part where he's talking about how the crack dealing is somebody's scholarship. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is true. Horribly true. Yes. Who are these kids? Do we know? Inner city kids? Or are they just kids that he was like, hey, want to be on our track? Yeah. Yeah. They, he did get a choirs at southern certain points in the album. He did have choirs come in, but we'll quickly understand that they don't do the samples or they don't do their part because I'll explain why later on okay. that they end up leaving. But um, he originally was going to title this song Drug Dealing, mm. which he didn't, thankfully, because I think that is a terrible name. I think We Don't Care is better. Yeah, yeah. I also agree. That's an awful fucking name. More original. Yep. Graduation Day, the third song on it, dramatizes Kanye getting reprimanded and kicked out of college for getting kids to sing about drugs mm-hmm. and we don't care. It's the third track, which then moves on to the big one. Which, well, the second biggest with impact, but was the biggest, I think, monetarily, which was All Falls Down. I love All I've Falls seen a lot Down. of things where people say this is Kanye's greatest song. I do not which know Which is about funny that. because a large part of it is not Kanye. A large that's part true. of it is cut. See, that's you something that I cooks? run it. 
Yeah. Oh, with Selena, yeah. Yeah, well, and it's, it's a sample of, it's Lauren Hill yeah. originally. Mm-hmm. I love Lauren Hill. I think, like earlier when I said that I think Kanye West is the king of samples, it's hard for me because I do believe that, but I also believe that a lot of Kanye's work that he gets a lot of, like, credit for and, like, oh, you're such a genius is, like, just him figuring out an original way to sample other people's genius work. I think that a lot of things Kanye does sometimes are just like like the Otis Redding thing you brought up earlier. Is it awesome? He does it in an awesome way, but then at the same time, it's like, Such is it your song? Is it your? Uh, is it yours though? Yeah. Put you in a good yeah. mood as soon as you hear it. Yeah, because when you hear that Otis Wait, what, Redding, song, what track is this? All falls down. All falls down. Where's the? What you go from? We don't care to all falls down. Yeah, that's the order. No graduation. Right, we, yeah. Okay. We talked about what went down in that, but we didn't feel like elaborating. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it's just a skit, really. I'm like speeding past skits. All okay. Falls Down is yeah is also lyrically about some important stuff. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I like this album. Actually, the whole album really is. Yeah, all about important shit. Important mm-hmm. stuff. That Which was, is like the struggles. antithesis to everything that exactly. was being made at that time. Yeah, that's a B side. But all falls down is a self reflection of Kanye's personal <laughs> so battles <my> bad. with <laughs> with no, it's fine with consumerism. The track was the third single from his debut album, The College Dropout. The song peaked at number seven on Billboard 100 and was nominated for Best Rap slash Sung Collaboration at the 47th Grammy Music Awards. Mm. Kanye released an earlier version of the song called Self Conscious Poetry Style on Freshman Adjustment. And performed a lesser-known spoken word version on Deaf Poetry Dram of the song, also known as From Freshman Adjustment. Yeah, he has some lyric. I can't think of what song it is on this album, but I was listening to it this week and I caught it. And he has some lyrics somewhere in here where he talks about how it's not rap. It's more like spoken word. And I was like, oh, I hear you, Kanye yeah. West. He said he does an interview with uh, Thomas Giannopoulos. Something I don't Delore? know. No, it's Thomas. Can I see it? No, Delore. Yeah, it's Goliana Pol something. Yep, I'm not gonna try yep, that. Goliana Polis. <laughs> Tommy G. Before the album was released, he says, "I think this song is going to touch people. This all falls down. It means something to hip hop. If this song can make it to the top floor, wait. I don't have an end to that sentence. I was just thinking that. I hope you were that." I want to be the number one rapper thing, right? So, so niggas just don't take offense to it. Oh, I don't really know what most of that meant. Yeah, me either. Yeah, because that was really disjointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever yeah. that was. Yeah, he's yeah. That was a little <laughs> fooked of a sentence. Yes, it was. I don't know what he was doing, but um, the next track is "Fly Away" or "I'll Fly Away." This track is a rendition of I'll Fly Away, a gospel hymn that was written by Albert E. Broomley in 1929. Most people might remember it being used on Diddy's then known as Puff Daddy's hit, I'll Be Missing You, which Mm -hmm. is a song about Biggie after he was, yeah, you know, murdering hip hop hand in hand. Mm -hmm. But that leads into one of my, I think it's, to me, it'd be the second favorite song on the album, maybe third, okay, Spaceships. Okay. So Kanye enlists the help of friends and frequent collaborators, GLC and Consequence, and discuss, to discuss the plight of the black man in the ghettos of Chicago. Kanye also discusses his work as a ghostwriter, explaining the lack of recognition he encountered and how his demo te- 
tapes would get rejected at the time. He was thought of more as a producer slash writer than a rapper. Their song samples Marvin Gaye's Distant Lover. Despite never being released as a single, there's a music video for this song. And this was originally not written for Kanye. The song was originally made for GLC. But Kanye's manager, Plain Pat, convinced him to keep it on the album. And hmm. GLC spoke to Complex saying, Kanye was like, I know I told you this, but that shit got to go on my album. I was like, cool, you signed to Def Jam. I'm signed to nobody. Let's go. So I helped Kanye out with his verse, helped him out with the direction of it and getting it together. Hmm. So another thing that a lot of people don't frequently know about Kanye West is that uh, he doesn't, he writes his stuff, but he also gets like heavy help from other people. And he also gets like verses from other people. Like his, yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, he is not complete. It's not just Kanye in the in the studio. Like, let me. This is all off the top of my noggin and whatnot. This is like, you know, somebody be like, Nah, don't say that. Here's this verse, and he'll be like, Cool, I'll say that. It said it, or he'll yeah. just like, Yeah, he gets a lot of help with. with yeah, this song writing. has six writers on it. Well, one is Marvin Gaye because yeah, because if you don't, you're getting a lawsuit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do not fuck around. Yeah, but that moves on. To the fourth single, and which I think is the biggest, like, impacting-wise, the Jesus Walks. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the fourth single off his debut album, Jesus Walks, was a bombshell within the musical community, a pop song endorsing Christianity? Yet, it became... On the surface. Yeah, on the surface, until you, you know, really deep into it. But yet, it became Kanye's third top 20 single... In a row, was certified gold and won a Grammy for best rap song. There were three different versions of the music video. The second one is his favorite, and Kanye also wanted a six mics rating from the Source magazine for the song, and he said this about it: "Jesus walks those samples. You can't just go find those samples. I've heard people try to go. I mean, try to do fake Jesus walks. I heard two of them come out last year, but I'm not going to name what songs they were." Y'all know what they are. Fake ass Jesus walks. There's only one. What does real, that mean? Like, like someone in, trying to uh, like someone's accomplish the same tone. No, someone. Yeah, someone's trying to like copy the feel. Gotcha. Of Jesus walks or the like. But it was uh, a it was a, a fake, fake ass, ass Jesus, Jesus walks. walks. There's only one real Jesus walks, and that album that has Jesus walks on it deserves sixes because it started the other ones. It was the beginning of the other ones, just like how Blueprint was the beginning. As much shit as you want to talk about the source, that five mic rating is the holy grail for anyone that's strive, striving for perfection in hip-hop. I don't know if hip-hop can be perfect, but I feel like this album, the College Dropout, is over-perfection. So the Source magazine was a huge hip-hop magazine back in the day that it gave albums like, kind of like Pitchfork gives like a rating to like 100, or no, to 10. It gave it to five, but then every now and then there would be like a six. Mm. Like six out of five. This shit is perfect, perfect. Like this is beyond. And he really wanted that six, but he did not get that six. What did he get? I think he ended up getting a five. I'm not for sure. I did not want to look because I don't really care for the Source magazine. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, it's really iconic in hip hop, but it's more of a yeah, yeah, yeah. dead thing and plus the source awards and stuff which is cool that's something i want to also talk about when i talk about award shows one day for the b-side but before we move on I, so you know the story about the writing on this 
no. on the song with with um with Rhymefest. Ah, yes, yes. So just just to recap, I, I I won't go into it a ton unless you want to. Um, this is provided by Genius, but there's a lot more to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he uh, Kanye wrote this song with Rhymefest. Rhymefest received a co-writer credit. Uh, Rhymefest has acknowledged picking the sample and coming up with the concept of the song. And he actually wrapped the first verse as his own for a radio freestyle prior to the song's release. Mm-hmm. He had a different verse from 2001 that used the same opening lines as Kanye's. And he had a whole verse that was on an original unreleased version of the record. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- I'll just, uh, I'll read this quote from a story that he did with the daily beast. Yeah. Um, Cause it's really interesting. I stumbled upon the sample and it was supposed to be on my demo recalls Rhymefest, but Kanye had access. He was already signed to Def Jam and had an album slated so that this is the point where you could become selfish or practical. He wrapped the song better than I probably would have at that time. He knew more about the industry and he made that song a success. So he should get cre- the credit for that, but he wouldn't have ha- ha- Jesus, but he wouldn't have have, Jesus walks, but he wouldn't have (laughs) all that without my words. Yeah. So him and Ryan Fist are still beefing. Kanye's biggest song might not even really be his. Well, he was saying too that his writing process is like him and Kanye would kind of switch verses back and Mm -hmm. forth and like flip them again and rework them. So technically, I think it is like a co-writer's thing between both of them. Because the same thing from what I'm saying. Yeah, the same thing will happen on. I think I don't know if it was Yeezus. But he had with the Yeezus, he actually had like a group of writers in there. Like that's when Big Sean was like, before he got signed to Good Music, he was like would throw lyrics at Kanye. Yeah, and Kanye would take those and be like, "All right, cool." Yeah, Kanye yeah. like doesn't he write does, his shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm realizing. And the that. words of the immortal Diddy slash Puff Daddy slash P Diddy slash for you know what? It's weird because for a, a a producer who wanted to become a rapper. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even write most of yep. his raps, mm-hmm. but as Diddy but he says, has the, he has the flow and the and the delivery that like completes it, right? Yes, puts the bow on yes. top of it all. And as Diddy has said before, I write checks. Why do I write raps? Yeah, wow, mic drop. Mm. And Diddy mm. never wrote his raps at all, ever. So ever. If you hear Diddy rapping, that's somebody else that gave Diddy and was like. All right, cool. I got this better. I can do it. The next song is Never Let Me Down. Originally recorded by Jay-Z for his seventh studio album, The Blueprint, The Gift and the Curse. Never Let Me Down finds the track Inherit Hope being interpreted differently by the trio. Kanye thanks his grandparents for making his mother and him in who they are and for being his guardian angels. They will never let him down. Jay-Z talks about how he will never let the rap game down. He still has it, and he always delivers. And J.I.V. believes God will never let him down. J.I.V. said about his verse, I turned to a blank page. I wrote the title, Never Let Me Down. And I wrote one line. After I wrote that line, I got stuck. My mind went completely blank. So I started banging on the page. I was like, God, I need a piece right now. Please give me one right now, man. When I put my hand back to the page, my hand just started moving and moving and writing and writing, writing line after line after line after line. I wrote a full page, turned the page over, wrote a few more lines. I stopped. I read over the piece. I was like, man, this shit kind of hot. Toray Toray, who was featured in the song, said this. Kanye brought in a choir 
for Never Let Me Down. He loved choirs, so they went in the booth and began to sing. But then they came out the booth. They realized what he was saying in the verses. They were like, nah, there's cursing on there. And there's this and that. Kanye was like, but it's a good message. And they were like, so what? And then they left. So Kanye turned around and looked at me like, uh, can you go in there? I mean, can you go in the booth? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I winded up being the whole choir. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He Make was, do, I guess. Yeah. They were like, you cursing on this shit. That's like, but you see how he he tried it with the choir. He did not try that with Auntie Aretha. Mm-mm. He just said, I'm not doing it. She gonna whoop my ass. Yeah, that was a smart decision <laughs> yes, for him to make. Yes, but that leads to get him high, a crowd anthem, as well as a call to take a puff. Kanye, Talib, and Common flex their skills over this track from Kanye's album. I actually was caught off guard because I did not remember Common cursing this much. And I am so used to... Uh, I don't want to call him old man common, but like I mean, yeah. Ice Cube common. Like yeah. how like Ice Cube used to be like real like murder you. And now he's like, hey, what's yeah. Doing I'm, commercials I'm for take, Microsoft. Yeah, I'm going to take and, these yeah. two kids on a trip to see their mom or to see their dad. And the movie, I forgot what that movie was called. At something. Are we there yet? Yeah. Oh. That's what I'm saying. So now yeah. it feels like common's more in the are we there yet stage. So... Talib Kweli said, this is how he ended up on the track. So I watched him make the get him high beat in 15 minutes. He was like, well, shit, this is hot. And if you're not going to fuck with it, I'm going to fuck with it. A few months later, he was putting the final touches on the college dropout. He said this to Talib? Yeah. And he called me and said, I had to turn in this album in two days, but I cannot do this album without you being a part of it. I've got this song over this beat I had made for you. Remember, get him high. I have comment on it, and I want you to come and hop on it with us. But you've got to do it right now. I was on tour in Europe, so I went and found a studio, recorded my verse, and sent it to him, and he put it on the album. I, I'm reading here that uh, apparently the the bar that he did send over was added a whole a whole bar after he intended it to. Mm-hmm. Did you have you heard about this? Yeah. So he said to Complex, where my verse starts on Get Him High is an entire bar after where I really started it at. He didn't edit the rhyme. He just started at a bar late. Whoever flew it in when I sent it to him flew it in wrong. So mathematically, it was on beat, but it's very definitely not how I laid it. So I was very upset. I called Kanye and I was like, yo, this is crazy. How could you do this to me? He's like, fuck Oh my gosh. I'm Kanye. So was he supposed to be verse two? Or is he just talking about like one specific? Probably no. He's probably measure. talking about the one bar. Like he feels like he probably took that bar out. Okay. And then started okay. at the second one. Okay. But yeah. So then this leads out into workout plan, which is Tom's favorite song on the album. This is the. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was just like, "Hey, when we did that Kanye bracket, I'm pretty sure I had this song bidding touch the sky," <laughs> and I did. Yes. This is the intro for the 11th song in which there are a bunch of girls talking about a new type of diet and exercise that make them look sexy. This leads into the new workout plan. This song speaks to all the pressure put on women by men. Sorry. Uh, this song is a... St- <laughs> sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry for all oh, men. Side yes, note. Yes. This song is a satire workout mixtapes. It's upbeat and has already, I mean, has a steady rhythm, making it excellent to exercise to. The song doesn't actually give much in the way of workout advice, though. 
Other than recommend sit-ups and crunches, Kanye talks about how women are only valued for their bodies and work out in an effort to pull at a rapper, an mm-hmm. NBA player, man, at least to do with a car. The rapid nature of the song puts the listener in a frantic mind of a woman jumping through hoops, as it were, to please and attract men. At one point, Kanye wanted this to be his single... And then John Legend is a part of this song, too, as he mm-hmm. spoke to Complex about it. He said, I was in the new workout plan, too. I forgot about that. I did that whole first. That's right. Put in work. Move your ass. Go berserk. Eat your salad. No dessert. That's me. I wrote all of the lines. It's funny because I had to get a publishing request from J. Cole because he sampled that song. So we ended up being in a version of workout because he sampled Kanye. So... it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear the J. Cole song, too, I, like automatically because if you listen to the end of this song he only samples the end of this song which is the like the part where it sounds like daft punk but it's not yeah i thought it was Daft. well yeah the vocoder yeah Yeah. but yeah and that's cool because i really like that song so i usually when i listen to this i usually splice that in (laughs) like in between but yeah it's funny that because j cole it says j cole doesn't even like this song he thinks it's the worst song on the album the uh, slow i mean this one yeah yeah to me it's I wouldn't. I already told Grant earlier what I think. Which, if I had to take one off the album, what it would be, but we haven't got there yet. Oh, thank God, because I like this one. Yeah, it wouldn't be this one, but because I, I just like how upbeat it is as opposed to everything else. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why it's one of my favorites because it's it feels a lot more upbeat and fast paced. Yeah, and Tom's really uppity, but oh. uh, <laughs> and he also. <laughs> yeah, you do like uppity music though. Yeah, uppity is not the same as upbeat. <laughs> Uppity is like stickler. No. I guess yeah. in that too. In that yeah. sense, yeah. Uppity's and you like, also don't anyways. like lyrics. <laughs> On to the yeah. next song. <laughs> On to the next song, which is Slow Jams, which is my mom's favorite song. Mm. This is the one I heard the most. Shout ev- out to Mrs. B-Side. Yes. B-Side. <laughs> Every single time this song would come on, my mom would full blast play it. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, so that is the only reason I like really like this song. I sent I, my mom, Hey Mama, the other day, and she said she really liked it and listened to it several times. <laughs> my, I was like, God bless you, <laughs> mom. My mom, I don't know why. I mean, I like this song. Don't get me wrong. I love this song. I love the intro and stuff. But like this was my mom's by far favorite. I heard this song so fucking much. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's almost overplayed for you, is what it's you're saying. It's not overplayed. It's just like I have a connection to. Oh, it. okay, yeah, yeah. As soon as you hear it, you get yeah, that. you go like yeah. ah, yeah. 2004 again. Yep, yep. And Jamie Foxx. But Slow Jams is a smooth melodic track from Kanye West's from this album. Jay Jamie Foxx hook and Twista's fast paced verse are some of the most memorable parts of the album. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know a word Twista says in it because I never understand what Twista says but but he's out here but he's out here that's actually my favorite bit because I actually do like Twista because it's uppity and he's fast yeah I like Twista I'm starting to see something with you he's in Worldwide Choppers I don't know if you know what that is and I was like I dig this you like really fast uppity music which makes you me have to stop using that word because every time you say tempo. uppity, I see I Tom flinch a little bit. You can't <laughs> no. do it. Can we agree that it's me? Yes. It means up tempo. Up tempo's good. Faster tempo. Faster How do you feel beat. about that word? Yeah, up tempo. I'll, I'll take I'll take up tempo. Okay, there we go. But uh, yeah, because I know you love you know really, which makes me really question why you didn't like mumble music at the start. But 
we'll deep dive that later on in another <laughs> show. But yeah, we should have like a mumble rap update. Yes. Yeah, we should. We've never. Other Somebody than asked me the other day what mumble update? rap was. You mean first episode? Well, no, we <laughs> talked about it on No Tables podcast, <laughs> which was interesting. But yeah. Moving on. Yeah. But so this is what Twista said about Jay-Z's involvement in it. So when Kanye played it back for me with Jamie Foxx on it, I was like, that's phenomenal. But when it, but took it to the next level when Jay-Z was like, What's up with that song that you and Kanye got, that Slow Jam song? I was like, yeah. He asked me to get on it. He said, I think that's a good look. That should come out as a single for both of y'all. So Jay-Z was actually the one that put Slow Jams into being a single. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. And that leads into Breathe In, Breathe Out, which I think if I had to take one off of the album, it would have been this one. That's fair. By far, I'd be like, hey, this song... Let's not add this on the album. Let's kind of Is it because of Ludacris? There. It's not because of Ludacris. It's just okay. I don't like the beat. And I don't like <laughs> just the all around oh, of Ludacris. it. I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't. Well, it's not that I don't like it. Like, it's a good song, but I don't like it for. Would this be a skippable for you? It would be. If I, don't I have had anything to, to choose. A, yeah. If I had to, to choose a, a skippable, mm-hmm. this would be it. For but, Tom, it's more a beat, so this would be his second Kanye's favorite. PhD? This is not my second favorite. It is. It is. It's one no, of my it's favorite not. lines oh, by Kanye. Oh, yeah. PhD. Yeah. Pretty huge dick. Yep. yep. It's one of my favorite Kanye lines, just yeah. because it's Add that in there. It's very, it's very Kanye. Yep. Very, very Kanye-like verse. God, he, had glimmer, he had glimmers of it back then, yeah, too. Okay. Even back then, you would know. I'm sure that was exactly his line, too. That's when Kim fell in love, but... uh. <laughs> This contains a sample of Precious Precious by Jackie Moore and the High Power mm-hmm. by Crash Crew. So then that leads into School Spirit Skit 1. In this skit, the speaker delivers an incredibly sarcastic monologue to Jimmy, which explains how degrees by themselves will not get you far in life. This continues the theme of college dropout, which is a satirical representation of America's education system. So this is the one where first... Uh, shot Tom in the heart because he's like, I'm a college student getting degrees. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with it, but <laughs> is this the one or is it in, is two a continuation of this? Yeah. Is, it, is it, was this one or the other one where he's talking about how that's, he's like, my dad just wanted to keep that's learning. Jimmy's skit. He just wanted to keep that's learning the one and after learning. This, I was like, what? That's the one after the second skit. Gotcha. Okay, so that leads into School Spirit, which is Okay, School Spirit might be my third favorite song in the album. It is so good. Or no, no, that's my second favorite. Slow Jams would be my third. That's my personal second song, uh, favorite song. That's shit. Your favorite's Through the Wire, right? Mm-hmm. The, I think I, I could imagine this being one of your favorites with all the stepping in the beginning. I don't care you about like that. You like the step. No, I, I'm not <laughs> really? even... You don't like that? I'm not even going to get into what, how I feel about that Sounds like a marching system. band. Well, I like the step part, but I don't like a how how that's an off podcast thing. Where he says, "Walk time's gonna talk." Yeah, yeah, it's one of the yeah. You know, sorry for spoiling your favorite. I just got really hype about remembering. Yeah, so, but I put that out there way too early. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's not that far away. But uh, so school spirit. College is a great place. A great place to smoke weed. A great place to have a shady hook. I mean, to have great. It's a great place there. to have shady hookups. Mm. So, Hannah, can you attest? Um, me personally? Yeah. No. But to any of that stuff, is that accurate? To the smoking weed and shady hookups. I spend a lot of time in my apartment. What about you, Grant? What? How do you feel about the smoking weed and shady hookups? 
Um, I have not experienced such, so I'm gonna have to decline my answer uh, to that. I'm not. We're not even gonna deep dive into how wild Tom is. So. Yeah, we're Amir too. Whoa. The stuff that Amir and I see. Yeah, when we're out in the back town. in the day. Yeah, back in the good old days, back when me and Tom were now, really uh, out here. Amir's in Amir's past dry life. now. So yeah, in my past Lame. life. Yeah, I'm drying all the stuff. But. <laughs> Why did you even give me the mic on that? <laughs> no. You knew how I was going to respond. You knew I was going to be all get all anxious and me and be like, I, um, I don't know. Oh, I thought you meant, why did I physically turn the mic towards you and you have one? That okay. too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but okay. Attack it, me for being a fucking nerd. Go away. But it's, that, maybe that's why I did it. But it's also not the best place to learn stuff, or so this song says. As Mark Twain once supposedly said, oh, Mark I have never let my schooling interview, I mean, interview, interfere with my <laughs> education. <laughs> this song uses an old Aretha Franklin sample from the song Spirit in the Dark. Aretha gave Kanye the clearance for this sample as long as he did not curse in it, which is why the song is edited on the album. Because when I listen to it, when I had listened to it like last year when we were doing this, because I had listened to every Kanye album, I was wondering why it would be like parts that was blatantly edited, like the, like it would be like, uh, uh, mother. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? Why, why not yeah. just why not just say that? Like, why not come up with a better verse <laughs> then instead of doing that? But that's why Aretha was like, Mm-mm, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> But there are uncensored versions on the internet. So School Spirit Part 2, this, well, the second skit was where Donda West, Kanye's mother, was a strong believer in academics. And this skit can be seen to be directed at her. Of course, there is no disrespect intended, but this is what Kanye felt was right. Did you say and Donda? Donda. Okay. Was right. <laughs> it was right. I looked. I don't know why I said that. Well, I, I wasn't. I, up her name. I I genuinely was like, I think it's Donda. It, it is Donda. I don't. But that, I don't. That's know. the first time I've done that actually. <laughs> okay. And so, who is to stop him? And that leads into the Lemmy, the little Jimmy skit that touched Tom the most because it's the most <laughs> that relates to his life. Can I be honest with you about something? Yeah. I think skits are super dumb. I in albums. Yeah. I think in the albums. It in depends. this album, I think it works. Yeah. To For me, the sake of telling a story that yeah. Kanye tells like this, I think it works. And it depends. I think it, at this point, like for this album at least, it's kind of like more of the legendary status to have these skits. Yeah. That's just my opinion. It depends on, for me, it depends on what the skit is for. If it's for, if it's, if it's like a Tory Lanez where it's like 80 skits on one album, yeah. then I don't even want to see the word skit. For me, it depends a lot on like, the album like there's a lot of artists that i really dig that i have a hard time listening to their albums because there's a bunch of skits in and, them so i do feel what you're saying there, there's Tom. a difference between having a skit that's a fucking voicemail yeah having a skit that's like a parody on culture like shit. this so yeah. like, like that's I like, why i appreciate this more yeah i i'm okay with the skits on this album there are a few artists like uh like logic that i like incredible true story hard because yeah. way too many skits uh brockhampton i love brockhampton hard sometimes because a lot of skits well, they label them skits, but then they're just kind of songs that don't Why go anywhere. Why is it anywhere. like a hip hop thing to put skits in your albums? I don't know. Because that was even big. That's a big all since like, even the 90s. There were like even yeah. Biggie had and it's not. Skits. It's not really prevalent in many other genres, really. Yeah. I couldn't tell you one other time I've yeah. heard a skit Mm-mm. that was not hip hop. Maybe in an indie, like a muse or something. Yeah, but. and it's not even 
It's kind of died down too. Well, it's not as prevalent as it used to be. It's only for the big headers yeah. out there. You're not gonna hear a mumble rapper with a skit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Good time. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, falling up to school spirit skit two, or what this one is called, little Tommy skit, where the son <laughs> oh of the God. character Stop. from the skit talks about his life, just like. Much of the college dropout, this is an obvious criticism of the higher education system in Mm -hmm. America. So Kanye wrote that when he was writing this song, he talked to Tom's son in the future who said that this is about my father who just kept getting degrees and just kept getting them. And then when he died, he (laughs) left me the degrees. I got it. And yeah, I mean, it's out of control. So, but he wanted to cover it up by naming it Little Jimmy Skit so people knew it was Tom. Always thinking. Because Tom wasn't yeah. like old enough for it to matter mm-hmm. yet. But yes. Mm-hmm. This then goes into two words, track 18, which is featuring Kanye, Most Def, and Freeway. They dropped this fast paced track dedicated to the titular purpose. The verses are done with two words or two stress syllables for every beat, quarter of a bar. So Kanye spoke about this song in an interview. He said, when you hear two words and you hear it after my second verse and that choir goes up, but the choir starts before my verse is over because I just had to keep spitting and the choir grows up to the second part. And a little 14-year-old boy hits that crescendo note before it gets to Freeway's verse. And this pinkle <laughs> and the piano sprinkles behind Freeway's verse. And after Freeway's verse, we don't go to the original chorus, but we go to an amp out that a choir would do for real. Throw your hands up, throw your hands up, throw your hands up, throw your hands up. When you think about the 10000 I spent on them, and I had to go to some place in the Hamptons or near the Hamptons that looked like Camp Crystal Lake off a scary movie <laughs> and run the Harlem Boy choir up. Wait, out of a scary the, movie or off a scary movie? No, out of a scary movie. Okay. Or off a scary movie. And okay. round the Harlem Boys choir up after the label had con- countlessly never listened to me and then finally listened to me and tried to force me to get a Hezekiah Walker choir because they are only 35,000. I mean, 3,500. But after they did it, it wasn't really good. And I was set on getting the Harlem Boys Choir. I got those 16 boys all in a room and de- and designed that whole track for them to sing that. And the way most Dust voice sounds on that, red, black, green, motherfuckers get back. And the way we put an effect on the piano so it sounds like an electric guitar but it's not just like an amp driven guitar and it hits the crescendo at the end so it sounds i mean so it's like three endings i do that on so many formats i gave you three endings on through the wire video i gave you three endings on two words and then i hear that they gave me a four out of five and that's the end of the quote (laughs) (laughs) he's just salty man exhausting he's looking for those reviews Ask any artist about Chasing their art. Chasing the critics. He's you like, oh, yeah, like, I don't have much to say, but here's this giant paragraph about how everything I did was perfect. <laughs> I'm not mad, but like, like you know what, five. actually? He's like, give me that yeah. five, damn it. I want that five. Now. Jesus. Now. <laughs> I mean, leaves. hey, but then consider, you know, what that, how that influenced Kanye. Mm-hmm. You know, the the great work he put out after not getting that five. Because yeah. he was like, I got to keep going. But I got to. To me, I also say this is where you start to see a little bit of future Kanye, even in the past Kanye. That's why I noticed a lot in looking at these like quotes. I was like, well, shit, that's something that he would say mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. It but, wasn't quite out of him. Yet. Yeah, but I also feel like that was like his mom kind of going like, hey, 
fucking chill, mate. Stop. Yeah, Stop, cut yeah. it out for but that. <laughs> What's his middle name? Oh, I forgot. The fuck. Because oh. I just can. I can hear down to saying. Hold on, let me see. Kanye West. I don't want to get rid of that pitchfork review. Omari. Omari. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, Kanye Omari West. I will fucking beat you. But uh, that leads into. Tri- Did you hear that, Kanye? <laughs> Yes, did you Amira's hear? coming for you. All right, so that will lead into track 19, my favorite track through the wire, mostly because I love that fucking sample on this song. It's great. The sample is so good. And also just everything around it and what this album is, like what that song in particular is about. It's Through the Fire by and, Shaka Khan. Yeah, and also that he raps it with his mouth wired shut. Through the Wire is so... Through the wire makes me feel like I can just defeat all of my demons and charge into any situation. Yes. Lyrically, some of the things he says on Through the Wire make me be like, oh my God, let's go (laughs) right now. This is one of my favorite songs by him, period. Like, just everything around it is just amazing. But okay, so. I also really like this song. That's really good. Probably one of my favorites on the album as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's more upbeat, so I figured. And when we listened to this uh, on that Plus, No Tables podcast, I thought I didn't. I must not. Be- I must not have been listening super closely, but uh, it's on this listen through. Since I, you guys said that thing about his jaw actually being wired shut, it's like way more evident. It is really nice. I feel like it gives it like a like a, a additional feeling to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It makes adds on to it because you can barely like. Which is shocking on how much you can understand him. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking about how you try to rap with your jaw wired shut the whole time. I was trying to think of it and picture it the whole time. Yeah, no, yeah. But so on October twenty-third, two thousand two, Kanye crashed his car and fractured his jaw. The title through the wire title comes from the fact that Kanye recorded the original version while his mouth was still wired shut. It also samples Shaka Khan's Through the Fire. Mm. Kanye said in the interview, I'm going to keep on making good music for the fans, but I know there'll never, ever, ever, ever be another Through the Wire. Ever. Mm -mm. Through the Wire could be a song on an album with a lot of other mediocre songs, and you still have to give that album a listen. In an interview he did for Yahoo Music, Kanye explained that the incident was a blessing in disguise. The only thing that this incident is... Okay, the only thing this incident is saying is... I mean, this accident is saying is, I am going to hand you the world. Just know at any given time, I can take it away from you. To nearly lose your life, to nearly lose your mouth, your voice, your whole face as a rapper. I had to be on, t- and I had to be on TV. My face looks crazy to me now, but I have to just thank God for the situation that I am in. Through the wire is the worst thing that could have possibly happened to me, and now it's obviously the best thing. Look how it exploded, yeah. and it made people care, and it made people realize that I was a human being. The female vocals during the hook are sampled from Through the Fire, which was by Shaka Khan. Also, I remember this being like the first one to kind of pop before like Jesus walks and all falls down, blew mm-hmm. up and ran. But next is family business. When he gets, okay, because yep. I'm a lyric person and I just yeah. got it for a second. When he gets to the end of the bridge and Through the Wire and it's like, but I'm a champion, so I turn tragedy to triumph. Make music that's fire, spit my soul through the wire. Mm-hmm. Not only are those some of the best lyrics in the song, but they're just placed at the perfect place. And every time that it, you know how there's in. like certain songs you just listen to, and there's like that one part where you get chills, and you're mm-hmm. like, God damn. 
Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's Shaka Khan comes in with that fucking beautiful ass. It's a sample. Makes yeah. me feel alive. Okay, it, we can move on now. I, it's okay. I'm just going to say this. It's weird having you two on the same side of the table because one of you are really into lyrics and the other one does not like lyrics. <laughs> So yeah, I keep bringing it up. Yeah, it's a weird contrast. Tom has said so many times that he has nothing against lyrics. They're just not always important to him. That's fine. I'm an uppity lyric hater. He's an uppity lyric guy. You just well, sit there and you just take it. I'm used to it. I, I dished it out not so much in my life. If so. I did that to you, you moving on. Moving on. I'm afraid of a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to family business. The stories in this song are not actually all about Kanye's family. <laughs> per complex Terry Ture who sings they don't mean a thing to me I mean they don't mean a thing towards the end helped Kanye with the stories for this song Kanye was like I need this to be about real life family recalled Ture I'm the oldest of 48 grandkids on my mom's Whoa. side and I'm in the middle of 36 grandkids on my father's side oh my God. so when he said I <laughs> need a lot of cousins <laughs> so when he Jesus. said I need material I was like I got plenty of material Tere went on to tell Kanye about taking baths with her cousins sleeping six in a bed and her auntie who was known for her bad cooking in fact at the end when Kanye says let's get Steve I mean let's get Stevie out of the jail he's actually referring to Tere's Godbrother so most of all this shit is about Tere. That is a lot of cousins. Yeah, Tere has a lot of fucking They got cousins. roaches in their house. Oh, for like, sure. They, they're for first sure. cousins. For sure. That was the lyric. So the last song. didn't make any sense. It's from that song. <laughs> the last <laughs> okay. song on Wait. the album. Wait. Family Business is my favorite. Family it's Business. So it's funny. Family Business. It's my favorites. Family though. Business is my second favorite. So I hear you. Oh. Family biz. Often this album for me. Too, but it's like really warm and fuzzy. Yeah. The two songs that get the most play off the off of this album for me are "We Don't Care" and "Family Business." Hmm. I don't know why, but I jam both of those a lot. I wouldn't expect that. I'm trying to surprise you. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> look and listen to the lyrics. Wow. Family Business was my favorite ones that I brought in when we did the um the, the no episode last bracket. year. I remember yeah. you saying that. Yeah, I still mm-hmm. feel that way. I, like I the, remember that. Like this one. I remember no table. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell if Grant hates that joke or likes it. <laughs> but, uh, I just don't think we should keep bringing it up. But uh, <laughs> so that moves on to the very last song, "Last Call." On the album's final track, Kanye tells his story from being a producer to the Kanye we all know and love, and it samples Bed Midler's Miss Ro- Mr. Rockefeller. That song is twelve minutes long, and if you want to, is know, that a song? Yes. Okay. I mean, t- I think I kind of don't count it as that. I wouldn't. It's not, it's not a skit either, but yeah, it's like. because he a, really doesn't rap. It's like a story. Well, he has a verse. And he then, has a verse, but it's mostly him talking. verses, then he gets into talking. But if you want to know what everything that Kanye did up to before this album as like just a person. Should have done a podcast at that point. Yes. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he should have. He just listened. He still you wants guys, to do a podcast. The two Welcome of you, one. Grant and Amir, really could just by themselves have an entire Kanye podcast. There's already one out there, unfortunately. Yeah, there is. Yeah. There's, this, the only one of the few people he follow on Twitter is the Kanye West album, uh, podcast. I think they it's go, called Watch the Throne. Yeah. They go yeah. through every album. Wow. Song and by we song. think we're groupies. Yep. Those are some groupies and they right there. It lyric by well, lyric. To be fair, I think if we picked one artist and we're like, all right, this is it. Let's run with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. 
And that's why we're announcing <laughs> the Beach Boys the podcast. Beach Boys. Oh, yeah. Again, because yeah. we all love the Beach Boys. I was skeptical, yeah. but not. Right? Huh? Right? There's a lot of. I think that's why Kanye does crazy stuff. He's like, got to give them stuff to talk about now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah, give a. a woo. Oh. oh, is he coming? <laughs> give, him like, give him a woo. Kanye, is that you? Jesus <laughs> walks on the roof. Yeah. He's like, coming down. But yeah, so that ends my uh, commentary on the album. So thank you, anything, Amir. How did you guys overall feel about it? Oh, Pitchfork gave it an eight point five out of ten. This is, or no, unsurprisingly, eight. I'm not. This is not like an album that I'm like crazy about. I can feel it, but I also would say <laughs> there are some tracks that I like. But um, I would also like reply to that being, if you took Kanye West out of who Kanye West is and all this crazy shit he's done now. I feel like it would hit more. Cause as That's a, fair. As a person who's just hearing it, now I feel like it wouldn't, it doesn't you feel hit. Like, you feel like listening to a different person. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. hit as much as it used to yeah. because it, of how shitty. If you were, if this was, if you would have heard this back when he was, George Bush doesn't care about black people, <laughs> Kanye West, you'd be like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this That's your favorite Kanye That's why I only listen to old Kanye. No. What's your favorite? So I can the respect next one. I think late right. Hey, me too. I said I said graduation or whatever I said. No, it's late. And registration. then I listened. It looked at late registration. I was like, no, this one's better. Yeah, it's late registration is my next. Is the yeah. next one after this is my favorite. Late registration is my favorite yeah, too. It's a, such an amazing album. But yeah, that that is it. Well, that was only put out a year after College Dropout, so it's like really similar. To His college first three out. albums were like he put them out yeah. right after each other, like really fast. It wasn't until he got to. Uh, the fuck is 808 is when he took his time and well you know maybe we'll talk about that one day mm-hmm. that's a whole thing a deep dive amir's real passion about kanye if you need to talk to someone about kanye just hit up amir based in at at i was gonna say at tom and amir plug <laughs> yourself i mean you may as well follow that too uh, right? yeah yeah and that is t-o-m-a-n-d-e-m-i i want to say the only reason i, I do such that such a good setup and you still want to say the it's wrong the plug so. the only reason that i do spell it out is because i don't want people spelling your name wrong i know but uh no you can follow you can follow me at uh at scooby-doo underscore poppy <laughs> Actually, yes. no. How do you spell Poppy? Can it poppy? please be no, that? No, it's not underscore. It's at Scooby Doo Poppy. That is it. It's at yeah. Scooby Doo Poppy. That's no, not a I joke. No, I believe you. I definitely believe oh, it. I was going to say, it. that is not Your a joke. Champagne Poppy. Nope. It's Scooby Doo Poppy. It's Scooby Doo Poppy. Mm-hmm. It's changed, but that's been the temper. That's the permanent one. Mm-hmm. Is your name. If your Drake name's is not Champagne Amir Poppy, Banks, then Amir is Scooby Doo Poppy. It's the Bronskin Assassin, and then it's at Scooby Doo Poppy. Yeah, those are all that. It's not, no, Bronskin Assassin's never been know. my at. It's just always been my header name. Oh, okay. I mean, not header, but my just name Honestly, on I, we did gotcha. the whole thing. I knew you liked Kanye. I didn't realize that you, like, grew up, mm-hmm. like, from a, being no, six, I didn't either. six years old listening to Kanye. Yeah. I didn't stop. That changes That's my understanding I of love, why you like Kanye. Yeah. That's why I love bringing in our own albums in this yeah. format we're trying out. Because, like, you find out things about why people like the music that they like and... I didn't stop like listening. I didn't. I never stopped. But for me, it didn't. It started becoming like misses around uh, eight oh. And I don't even think eight oh eight. It's like looking back on it is a miss. It's just I think we weren't. Or we weren't prepared for that album at that time. Mm-hmm. But and then I never listened to uh, completely the one after. Uh, what the fuck is that? My beautiful. My beautiful. I never got to completely listen to that. But yeah, so 
That's all, all right. I gotta say about Kong Easy. But yeah, follow me at, at Scooby Doo Poppy. Hey, what's the B side gonna be? Oh, it's gonna be. Uh, We're finally getting it out of our systems. Yeah, so it's gonna table. be all about Kanye. If you if if you ever want to talk about Kanye, this episode. What he's is doing. Anything, what is the progression of what he's doing? Anything. Music. It's all. It's media. All in this middle of this table. Horrendous this political statements. Yep, it's all there. So we just pull out a topic from the plant and we'll open it up and that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, but here yeah, we go. That's the end. So, see you uh, on the flip side. See you on the flip side of the B oh. side. Oof. The, the homie side, the dark side. That's the end. All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And uh, Hey, what's our Twitter? Oh, uh, at it's groupies a- underscore potty. Pod. Pod. All right, thanks Bye. for listening. Catch you next week. Or catch you on Wednesday. Catch you on Wednesday.